0: Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on a path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to a godship Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I am so glad that you have chosen to listen to this episode. So before we get started, I have a favor. If you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot of wherever it is that you are consuming this podcast, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, your computer, and then post that screenshot on your social media. When you do, if you would tag us here at a God shift and then just give us your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from the episode. I do this because I feel like the more hands that these episodes get in Um, the the more people's hands that it gets in, the more lives that can be changed, the more people that will grow their faith, the more people that will overcome adversity. And it's just a way for all of us to kind of do our part to help build the kingdom. So I appreciate that. People don't usually ask you for something before you do something for them. But here on a Godship podcast, I ask before I give. All right, I'm gonna read my guest episode, and I mean my guest episode. I'm really struggling this morning, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna read my guest bio and then we are going to get started. So, my guest this morning is a grace, is a grace-centered coach who helps women stop trying to prove their worth so they can rest in who God is and own who God says they are. Her mission is to help Christians. Know that they don't have to fit a box or mold to have a thriving relationship with God. She has helped dozens of women understand that they are unconditionally loved and that they can rest from achieving. She is the host of the Abundant Grace podcast and creator of Abundant Grace Bible Studies. She lives in Montana with her husband, Bill, and their four daughters. Welcome to the show, Emily Lewis.
1: Hi, Shana. Hey, how are you today? Great. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yes. Well, I hope your words flow better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) No promises, but we'll just, we'll just go with it.
0: We'll just say, Lord, decrease us and increase you and give us a word to say for your people. So even if it's an amen, (laughs) even if we stumble, even if we get our words all jumbled up, just listen to the message. It's like, can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You Mm -hmm. may not be able to, but just understand the message. (laughs) So Emily, before we um, get into the conversation, I just want to lay a little bit of context for our listeners. So this is called a God Shift Podcast. And I think it's important for me to define what a God Shift is because most people are like, wow, that sounds very intriguing, but I have no idea what that means. So my definition of a podcast is the moment that you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. So I love to ask all of my guests as we begin, what's your own personal definition of kingdom authority?
1: Oh, my definition of kingdom authority. Um, Well, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is God's power. Mm -hmm. And then it's stunning to me that God places his power inside of us. And that's something that God has really helped me understand more in the last year so that he places his power inside of us and he can actually do more through us by putting that power inside of us. So when I think of kingdom authority, I think of his power and how he uses us as a vessel and a voice for that.
0: Yes. I love that. Um, Every single person has a completely um, different definition, obviously, but they've all been so powerful and they have all been so impactful and gives myself, even though kingdom authority is like my lane now, it gives me even deeper meaning and deeper revelation and deeper explanation. Because quite frankly, when we start saying, because I totally agree with what came out of your mouth first, is that it's God's power within us. And that Mm -hmm. we are able to use that power. And so I actually had someone recently say, so are you saying that you're Jesus? And I said, no, but I'm his sister, which means we're a child of God. And when you have a parent that has access, then as children, you usually have that same level of access right? Like I have Mm. daddy's DNA, which means I act like him. I think like him. I can do the things that he can do. If he's a member of the country club, I don't have to be my own member. You know, if I'm authorized user on one of his accounts, I can do anything to the account that he can because I'm his child. And so that means that when the word tells us that we are made in his image and his likeness, that means that we act like him. That means that we can do the same things That he did. So I love, I love, love, love that definition. So, can you think of a time that you've actually had to exercise that power within you to, you know, get where you are today? Whether it was to grow your faith or overcome something.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yes. When I saw this question, I immediately thought of the the moment that we chose to step away from the church that I was raised in, and it was. Not a healthy environment as far as the view of God that it was giving me, and the way that works were emphasized more than the relationship with Jesus, and that was a moment where I had to be bold and exercise that authority to say, "No, we're going a different going a different direction, and we're going to learn more about who Jesus is."
0: Yeah. I want to unpack that a little bit more because this is not only a topic that I think can sometimes, you know, be a little sensitive for people, and sometimes maybe even controversial. But I think it's a topic that so many people are experiencing. So I'll, I'll share a little bit about my own um, church journey. I won't use any denomination. Yes, I will use denominations. I just won't use church names. So I grew up in a Baptist church where we didn't believe anything. We didn't believe in oil. We didn't believe in speaking in tongues. We didn't believe in, in women having a role in the church. Um, we didn't believe anything. Well, obviously, we did believe something, but there was mm-hmm. a lot that, that in the Bible that, that we did not believe. Mm. And um, even the way we prayed didn't, didn't appear to be very powerful or effective. And I definitely was not seeing miracle signs and wonders. And so I I can remember a time that I I came to Dallas to to visit my best friend. And we went on a women's retreat with her church. And I was seeing, you know, like people get healed, people get delivered. And I could actually see like not only the power of God, in that room, but I could see the love of God on those people in the way that they lived mm. the and spoke and mm-hmm. just being. Yeah, and I knew that I had not seen that for the 13 years that i had been in the church that I was in. And prior to going there, I was already feeling like I just feel like I'm not I'm not growing in this area. And this is the perfect area. You know, this is the most important area of my life, and I'm growing in every area except this one. So I'd already made up in my mind that I was feeling like maybe that, that wasn't the church for me, but what I realized was that there are so many parts of the Bible that we were just discounting. So I'm like in acts one and eight, it says that when you received the Holy ghost, that power came upon you and you spoke in other tongues, but yet we were told that that, that you're not supposed to speak in tongues. You know, the Bible says greater works than these. Shall you do in my name because I'm going to the father, but we didn't believe I never saw any miracle signs and wonders. And so, you know, now that I'm growing more and more in my faith, I recognize that if I am not in a church, and this is my advice for everyone listening, and I want to get your take on this too, but if you are not in a church that is recognizing every single part of the Bible, every single chapter, every single thing that it says that you can do, should do, and will do, it's my belief and it's my suggestion that you run for the hills and you find a church that is actually telling you what Jesus did and actually telling you what you should be doing as your birthright of a child of God, get the hell out of that church and find one that is preaching the gospel and is preaching the Holy spirit. Because if we, if we're Christians, that means that we believe in God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And if your church is not teaching you the Holy spirit and is not teaching how the Holy spirit activates in you, you need
1: to get the heck out of there. What? Do you mm. say? Yeah. So it's so funny that you say the way you phrase that. I love it that your church didn't believe anything. Yeah. I feel like the church I grew, grew up in was Baptist too, but we believed in not a lot of things like we believed in don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. Right. So yeah, it was very, there were so many rules and guidelines and that became a way to like measure my spirituality. Like, am I, am I in good standing with God? Well, have I done all of the things today, you know? And so it can become that, that list of things. And yeah, it is a problem to me when we deny the power of the holy spirit almost like we forget he's a member of the trinity yes and i used to think that the only way that god would speak to me was through a, quoting me a bible verse because i thought that i somehow because the canon was sealed that god didn't need to speak anymore and that's denying the power that's denying the access to the holy spirit the holy spirit is so powerful that Jesus and so incredible that Jesus walking here on the earth, eating with his disciples, spending time with them, living with them, miracles, you know, in. sweetheart, mm. mommy's actually on the ball. Can you go out, please, and mommy, daddy? <laughs> yeah,
0: are not making.
1: Thanks. Sorry. No worries. Lock yeah. my door.
0: We are live. And that's the power of being able to work from home. Babies come in, cats come in. And I <laughs> don't my podcast for that reason, because I want people to know we are we live real lives.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. So what I was saying about the Holy Spirit is so powerful because Jesus said, I'm sending you something even better than me walking here on the earth that's incredible that Jesus said the Holy Spirit living inside of us is more powerful. So yeah, I I get super passionate about the importance of the Holy Spirit. And as far as leaving your church, that is such a personal hard decision, and it might take years to navigate. Am I supposed to stay here and affect change, or am I supposed to leave? And that can that is such a journey between you and God and yeah. discerning where he wants you.
0: And I think that's a great point to add. You know, obviously don't do anything until God tells you to move because the most recent church that I was in, um, I knew that it was not I knew that it was not my final resting place, if you will. But I also felt like there was something that I needed to learn as well. And so, even Mm. though I knew that I would leave, I didn't leave until God told me exactly when. So, absolutely, Um, I'm not saying that we, I don't make any decision outside of God. So, get the hell out of there. I am saying that as you pray and talk to God, He's probably going to confirm that you don't need to be anywhere that's not teaching all three parts of Him. But be sure, absolutely, that the Lord is telling you to leave. And I also like what you said about effect change because. When I decided to leave um, my church, that was a Baptist church. Um, I felt like I had for years before before I realized that that probably was not the denomination for me. Mm. I had tried for years to be part of change. I had tried for years to you know teach, work, just try to do all the all of these different things. And I realized well, I'm not going to say what I realized because that's that could be offensive. Um, I realized that 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 there's some systems that you are in that no matter how hard you try to affect change, that's just not going to happen. And then at, at that point, you know, what do you do? And it's the same way mm-hmm. on jobs as well. It's sometimes the same, you know, in relationships sure. as well. You try to do everything that you can. And then sometimes you realize that you're casting your, you know, your your pearls before swine. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I want to add, I wanna to to talk about a little bit more. I don't know why we're so on this Holy Spirit thing, but it's got to be God-led before we get into the um, the rest of what we were really supposed to be talking about is what, what I heard, what, what was really obvious to me, and it wasn't new revelation, but it really stood out when you were talking about it. If we're being, if we're being honest and we're really looking at what the word says, the Holy spirit is the only thing that's left here. Right. You mm-hmm. know, God is not here. Jesus is not here because he went to go be with the father but they put the Holy spirit inside of us. So the Holy spirit is what's at work in your life every day. It's your intuition. It's your hunches that you have about things. It's the, no, you know, something was just telling me that I should write yes. house and, and I realized that something was on fire. Um, You know what I mean? So, so, so if we think about when people are either diminishing the Holy spirit or just skipping over it all together as if it doesn't exist. That's the only thing that's left here. So how do you exist if you don't tap in to that power that is within you? How do you grow Mm -hmm. your faith? And my goodness, how do you overcome adversity? When you look at everything that's going on in our world, it's August the 2nd, 2022, at the time of this recording, and our world is going bananas. So how do you keep your sanity and not lose your faith and actually push forward if you don't recognize how to operate in the Holy Spirit that's
1: within you? Yeah, that's a really big question, isn't it? I think there's some operating in the Holy Spirit that just happens without you. Yeah. (laughs) Because God promises to, to dwell with you and never leave you. And so there's some of that that just happens by grace. God is so just Gracious and patient and faithful when we don't even have our act together, that He will use us and will speak to us. One of the things that uh, was my experience when I didn't really tap into the power of knowing God and the Holy Spirit now was my Bible reading became a little bit sometimes like a puzzle. Because if that was the only way that God was going to speak to me, then I needed some words to jump off the page that day to tell me yeah. what I should do. And I still I'm just believe like that God's a story. I'm in
0: trouble. <laughs> What's that? I said, cause if I'm just reading the Bible and it just sounds like a story, I'm in trouble.
1: Right. Right. But if I'm also, if I'm like looking to put pieces together and like looking for something that's not there, it can be really tricky when our Bible reading becomes a formula or like Just tell me, you know, what I'm supposed to do today when it's really more a story. The Bible is a story, not just a rule book. There are rules and there are heroes, but it's overarching theme is a story. And we need to meet God there and learn more about who he is rather than like, what do you, God, what do you want me to do? And so it became about the only way to measure My success as a Christian was how well I'm doing all the things. Yeah, and um, I did. I don't know what it was like to live without that power. It just was mechanical. Was is that the right word? Yeah, just doing all the right things, going through the motions. I know that I'm supposed to do, or I assume that I'm supposed to do. So and so is doing this, so I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So there was a lot of just heaping on, and it was a heavy burden to bear because. I wasn't walking in the power of the spirit and I had a lot of things on my shoulders that weren't for me, but they were good things. So I put them there anyway.
0: Yeah. I want to pause and take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to unpack this whole grace piece because you, you touched on that um, briefly in one of the last things that we were talking about is this grace piece. And so I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to not only get into how grace fits into this whole puzzle because really it is like being a Christian and following God really is like a puzzle. It's almost like, you know, you see what the picture looks like on the outside of the box, but one day you, you wake up and you're like, this piece doesn't look like it fits anywhere. So I really want to get get into this grace piece. And also I want to share with the listeners how they can begin to activate this kingdom authority in their life and how they can begin to better exercise grace and understand, you don't really exercise grace, but understand how God's grace is actually uh, actually working for them in their lives. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com, that's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. So Emily, before the break, we were talking a lot about kingdom authority, a lot about the power of the Holy Spirit. And kingdom authority is the lane that I run in, but grace is really the lane that you run in. So can you talk to us a little bit more about, you know, first of all, what exactly is grace in your words and how is grace working in our lives? How does it help us? You know, kind of some of that that
1: that piece mm-hmm. of it. Sure. So this is the biggest God shift that has happened in my life, Shana, is from that place of trying to earn God's favor, trying to prove that I was good enough for his love. That was where I was operating in all of those rules and those to-dos. And when God led me to grace-based resources, I didn't know what to do with them at first. I thought they were almost shallow. Like really, we're still talking about the gospel. Interesting. You know, cause I had, <laughs> I had, I had all kinds of strange doctrines in my head from the specific branch of, um, belief that I came from. So I thought we're not moving past the gospel. That's very interesting, you know? Yeah. And, really the essence of the gospel is that God knows that we can't do it on our own. We can't earn his Holy Spirit on our own. We can't earn heaven on his own. And Jesus came to redeem that relationship. He came to redeem us back to himself. And that is grace. That is something that we've been given that we are not expected to earn and we can't earn. And I knew the gospel for salvation, right? Christ died, was buried, rose again, believe in him. And, you know, it's grace through faith. But then after that was when was the rules were tacked on to keep God happy, to earn his acceptance. And that's what really shook everything up. That was the sh- God shift was, wait, grace applies to my everyday life. I can't do this everyday life by myself right i am not expected to walk in my own power if we want to go back to power like i'm not expected to do all of these things in my own strength so that i guess would be the first step to for me recognizing that i needed god's power was this isn't something that i can do on my own or am expected to do on my own
0: yeah i love that and and so and so how would you say that your life is different today. Now that you have that revelation.
1: Mm, Yeah. Oh, so my, I am freer. I'm freer from the bondage of the law because the law was heavy and I'm more rested. I was so exhausted trying to keep up with all of the things, all of the good things and believe all the exact right things. And now I get to question things and have that open dialogue with God and be like, wow, this doesn't seem to measure up. Can we, can we talk about this? And I have that relationship with him and I'm not afraid um, to go to him with troubles and with doubts or when I mess up, there's a saying um, that religion says when I mess up, you know, oh no, I hope my dad doesn't find out. But in this relationship, if we mess up, it's, oh, I got to go tell my dad. And that really is a huge shift in how I viewed God. And now I can approach him as a friend and as a father when I know he loves me. And now I actually believe he likes me and I'm not trying to get him to accept me all the time.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So if there's someone that is listening to this episode and they're like, I really love this concept of kingdom authority. I really love this concept of grace, but I'm really struggling to recognize how I can exercise it in my life to shift to a better place. What advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. What's like? What's a tip? What's something they could do? To like yeah. better exercise their kingdom, th- they mm-hmm. are and better rest in grace.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing you you have to do is be still. Yes, and I think we want we want us achievers and visionary type people. We want that list. We want God to say, "Here, here, go do these things," and bam, and that 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 appeals to our um, self sufficiency, but. If we want to access that kingdom power, we need to learn to be still and just rest in God's presence, practice the presence of God, recognize his presence. And when you spend time in his presence, he will teach you and he will help cut off the, you know, the edges and sanctify you and take away that need to be doing all the time. And you will have room for his power. That's so
0: good. I am um, in January of 2008, I was introduced to what's called a stillness fast. You know, usually when we mm. think about fasting, we think of abstaining from food, right? Right. And, um, but I was introduced to a stillness fast and during a stillness fast, and they recommend three days, which is easy for me because I'm unmarried and my child is, is an adult and out of the house. Um, it's a little more difficult for people to do when they Live in the house with spouses and children, and you know, work in a in a place or whatever. But the concept behind the stillness fast is that you cut out as much noise as possible. So during a stillness fast, you don't watch television, you don't listen to music that is not worship music, and you don't have any conversations that are not absolutely necessary to have. And the whole idea behind it is that. You can't follow instructions that you can't first hear, right? And there's so much noise in our lives. There's actually some research. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a business girl outside of being a Jesus girl. And so in marketing, we, we were I actually read a statistic back in like 2016 or 17. And I'm sure the number is higher now. But it says that every single day we're exposed to over 10,000 messages, right? Right. And so when there's so much noise in our lives, it's very difficult for us to really bask in the presence of God and really be able to hear from God. So the whole point of a stillness fast is to cut out all unnecessary noise. Don't listen to anything that you don't have to listen to. Don't get on social media. Don't have any conversation that is not necessary to have. And the power, Emily, oh my God,
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: in that stillness fast still to this day, no pun intended, blows my mind.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's so important.
0: If you guys are listening, like I encourage you to go on a stillness fast. I love three days, but if you can't do three days, can you do one day? Um, And for some of us, us, it's, hey, honey, guess what? I'm going to a hotel tonight and I'll be home tomorrow at four. You and the kiddos are on your own. You know, whatever it is that you have to do, especially for those of you all that are feeling like, you need to go deeper in God. You want to be closer to God. You're not really clear on what your purpose is. You don't know what it is that God wants you to do next. I can promise you that when you get in the presence of God and when you get still, which is Emily's tip, um, that I promise you that, that things will actually be so clear in your life. I almost, I almost can guarantee it. So go on that still fast and then on, inbox me at a God shift and tell me how it went. So, Emily, as we begin to wrap up, is there anything um, that you would, any information, not information, but are there any final words that you would like to leave our listeners with?
1: Mm. God is so much better and bigger than I think we give him credit. And if you want to reframe your view of God or you want to press into more relationship with the Holy Spirit or want to understand grace more, it's so much bigger. Um, Than the box that we maybe put God in, in a denomination or the box we try to put ourselves in, yes. um, trying to fit a mold and just let God be large in your life. Because when we're trying to um, understand him and we're studying and we're being um, diligent to study, we just have to be aware that there's no way that we can understand him. So maybe just enjoy the relationship and let the revelation follow that. Sometimes we can just chase that. I want to know more and just trade that for knowing him more than knowing more about him.
0: Yes. boom, mic drop. I love that. So Emily, how can our listeners find you and follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. You can go to emily.abundantgrace. And that's also the name of my podcast, Abundant Grace. So go check that out. And I really that podcast exists to empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus and take the burden of religiosity off of your shoulders because Jesus said that his burden is light and easy and he wants to get in that yoke with you.
0: Yes, I love that. And is there anything that you would like to offer if there's somebody that would like to, to learn more from you, take things further with you?
1: Yeah, I would love to open up my I have a four-day challenge that would that helps people step into their God-given identity. You can shift from allowing your work to define you or what other people say about you to define you. So go to your relationship with forward slash God shift. Just make it easy for everybody to find it. And you can take that four-day challenge and just rest in who God says that you are.
0: Perfect. And y'all, I'm going to make sure that all of those links are in the show notes so that you're not having to re- rewind and write, write down. All you have to do is just click on it. So Emily, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your nuggets. This was an awesome episode. And audience, thank you so much for listening. Again, share, share, share especially share with your friends that you know are not spirit filled. It's so important to be filled, to be filled by the spirit, to be led by the spirit that we're filled with and then walk by the spirit that we're led by. I know that's a mouthful. That's a conversation for a whole other day, but share this episode. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you all will consider listening to another episode of a Godship podcast. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.